This podcast is dedicated in loving memory and tribute to Judy Roth, Ashley Berg, and Bennett White. Radio, a podcast about cycling, health, music, art, and transformation. With your hosts, Greg Roth and Dave the Rocket Richter. We Ride Why Radio episode number Ocho. That is eight in the first episode of November. Hard to believe we've been doing this for a year. I'm here with my co-host, David the Rocket Richter. We have a great guest on today, Chad Nichols from Launchpad Cycling, along with some great music. And speaking of music, we're going to kick it off with a really cool track from a band called Muse.
How you doing, Rocket? Doing great, Greg. I know, man. It's hard to believe we started this a year ago, and the first year was really kind of getting it established and kind of feeling our way out. You know, what's this show going to be about? What are we going to talk about? What kind of guests are we going to have? And so it's kind of been a journey, right? It has. Yeah, and to figure out what we want it to be, and we've kind of got it to where we want it to be. And so um, the thing is, there is no one thing. <laughs> no, it's, it's a little of everything. It's a little of everything because... But it all, but it all comes together. It makes it does. sense. It does, it does make sense. It, it ultimately all ties together. People are going like, well, okay, is this a cycling podcast? Is it a music podcast? Is it a art? What, 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 what is it? It's all of it because it all ties together because I'm a cyclist and I love music. You love music? I do. Yeah, me too. Um, and I'm a cyclist and cycling has transformed my life. So to me, transformation is an ongoing thing. It is a race with no finish line. Am I right? You are. And we love art. Oh, yeah. We should have added, you know what we should add? We should add a coffee, a podcast about cycling, health, music, art, and transformation, and coffee. <laughs> and coffee. No, that's too much. <laughs> but we, we, we want to establish that we're, we are cyclists and we do love our coffee, for sure. It, it is coffee is life. So I want to go to you, Rocket, because um, we're going to go back and do a little recap of the last six months of your life in, okay. in the world of cycling. Oh, because, man. oh man, it's right. <laughs> <laughs> You've had a really interesting year so far. It's been crazy. And those of you who have heard past episodes got a little taste of what the adventures that Rocket has been through. But those of you have, that have maybe not heard those other episodes, we're going to do a little recap yeah. right there's now. There's always more. There's always more. <laughs> and there's been more since two weeks ago. Yeah. So we're going to give you a little recap of Rocket's life the last six months in regards to cycling. Because he's been through a few things, and he's been through a few things since the last episode. Yeah. We'll start the new year off, the beginning of the season, you had a crash. So talk about that really quick. Yeah. Well, actually, before that even, okay. I had surgery. Um, That's right. From other crashes. I had, I, <laughs> I, I, anyway, my wrist hurt so bad and my elbow, my elbow wrist, basically my right arm hurt so bad that I, I, I had trouble even shifting the bike, braking, and then uh, it was finally like, I got to do something about this. This is ridiculous. Yeah. So I went to the doctor and found a great doctor that he does everything from the elbow down, uh, Dr. Erickson. And uh, this guy's Jedi as far as, you know, elbows and wrists. And he knew exactly what it was. And then we did some MRIs, some x-rays. And uh, long story short, he rebuilt my wrist and elbow. You rebuilt him. Okay, so your, re your wrist and elbows rebuilt. Yeah, first your major surgery I've ever had, really. Really? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd had uh, tubes in my chest and stuff but not really any surgery to fix <laughs> oh anything. yeah just some tubes in my yeah. chest that's all nothing major yeah. yeah but before that i hadn't had surgery like, like on bones and yeah stuff. like bent under to yeah that's crazy because yeah. i just assumed with all the stuff you've been through and crashes you've had that you've had multiple surgeries but... no well i have this year but yeah so yeah you made up for it yeah you're the jay buner of cycling I call you. So anyway, he did that surgery, and like in a day, I could feel a difference. And I mean, mm. I, it didn't even really keep me off the bike. It was great. I mean, it was the recovery was quick. Okay. Um, and uh, but it was a major surgery. And this was when? This was uh, February. So February. Okay, yep. great. So you have the surgery. You're 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 riding. You're training. You're starting to race, and you go you uh, go to training camp in California. California. And when was that? That was in, or yeah, April. Okay, so you had your surgery in February. You and go to California in April. Late April. Late April. And what happens in California? In California, uh, I went off the cliff. You went off the cliff. <laughs> took it. Took a turn a little too hot. I did. I went a little too hot. Uh, broke my neck in three spots. Six ribs, uh, clavicle, ten bones altogether. And you were on the rollers, the trainer, in what, a week? After that? Yeah, as soon as I got out of the hospital. <laughs> of course. You, right. As Five soon as you days. got to the hospital, as soon as you got home. Okay, first thing you did. didn't. Oh, and then I had poison oak, too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, so you. Okay, great. So, see, folks, we're, we're kind of giving you the recap. So, he, he crashed, broke all his bones, was in the hospital for a week, got poison oak. That's in a past episode. Mm -hmm. You can go back and listen to the 
go deep if you want to go deep on that. <laughs> so, okay, great. So you crashed, you're in the hospital, and then you compete in the U.S. Pro. Wow. Yeah. And to the chagrin June, of Jennifer. Yeah, June 19th. <laughs> and she thought you were crazy for doing that, didn't well, you? Well, when I said it. Yeah, when I was in the hospital, yeah, broken neck on meds. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. So she thought you were like, nah. Yeah, I. But you know, I've she's seen this before though. Yeah. I think she said nah, but she thought it in the back yeah. of her mind, like maybe he will. <laughs> you know what she said? No, she actually wrote on Slack. She goes, "I don't know what I think about this." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she showed a photo of you on the rollers, um, a week after you had been in the hospital, and she goes, "I don't know what I think about this." Yeah. Okay. Okay. Great. So you crash, and then you come back. And then a month later, you win your first race at yeah, Seward. I did. Okay. Now, but there's more. You're <laughs> winning races. Awesome. But then Wolfie goes to daycare in, was uh, it late August? And somehow he passed on COVID-19 to you and Jen. Both of you were vaccinated. Yeah. We're, but we still got it. And you still got it. Yeah. So you got COVID-19. So, Okay. Wrist surgery, <laughs> you crashed your bike, yeah. you got poison oak, and you still win races, and then in August, you get COVID-19. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So so I know you were okay. Jen, it hit her a little harder. Yeah. But she's okay, so she's out racing again. Now, let's flash ahead. Rocket won the Seward Park Series. He had started racing the Seward Park Series in July, which was a month after the crash. Won the first race that night and and held the jersey through the whole series and clinched it last night, along with two other Fount teammates who won the uh, Beginners Cap Five race and then also um, the six o'clock race, which is the Cat Three and Four. And then you and the team won. Cat one and two, seven o'clock race. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, wow. it's, I'm pretty proud of that one. It was, it, like you said, it was a team effort. It takes a lot to, to do that, and uh, this would be the, this is the, the third decade that I've won the overall. I've won the, every ten years, basically. I've and and when I hear you say that, like the, the one thing and we've talked about, really, you, you're not. You've accomplished a lot, but you're not arrogant about it. You're you don't you don't talk a lot about your. In fact, if we didn't do this podcast, you you probably wouldn't probably talk not. much about it at all. But I think when I hear you saying that, it's almost like you're like, wow, I did that. Like, wow, that I did not expect to do that. Yeah. <laughs> you told me a story earlier, thirty years ago, that one day that you wanted to participate in the Seward Park race at fifty and win. And this yeah. was 30 years ago? Yeah, and, and the guys I was with, they were just laughing. And, <laughs> yeah, I, and right. I was almost laughing, too. I was like, well, yeah. that would be pretty good if you could win when you're 50. Because 50's old. Well, I did it. <laughs> it, it ain't old, man. Because, you, number one, you don't look 50. I don't. I still don't believe you are 50. I think you're lying. <laughs> but, no, it's it's. and then you did it. How did, how did that feel? Like, to, to say that, declare that 30 years ago, and then 30 years later, it comes true. Yeah, it was it was special. I mean, like I yeah. said, that... That's why you know there's these thirty there's Thursday nights I I hold close to my heart they're they're great you know it's like it's more than just a bike yeah. race it's uh it's it's time to see your friends yeah. and family and and even the competitors right you get to see them before and after the yeah. race sometimes you ride with them yeah um because everybody lives in town you yeah know? that's true Seward Park's special because it's once a week where the entire racing community pretty much the entire racing community gets together. At the same place at the same time, all categories. Yeah, and there, and there's music playing. There's families out there. There's people watching. There's food. There's you know sometimes afterwards you bring the van and the tent. And there's mm -hmm. refreshments afterwards, or sometimes we ride home together afterwards, and then we go out and hang out. It it's really it's special. It's special. It is, yeah. and that that's what makes it sweeter. You know when you do win something like that because. You know, there there are there are racers that that's yeah. all they do is Seward Park. Yeah, because it, it's so fun. It is. You know, and it's easy. It is. It's, uh, well, the race isn't easy. I mean, it's, the race is not easy. No, but it's easy to get there. Yeah. And it, it's yeah, yeah. folks. It is not easy to race easy. Seward Park because I've done it and <laughs> it's a tough course. I mean, you're doing a hundred feet of elevation every lap, and you know you, that it's, starts to add up. If you yeah. do thirty laps, you're oh, doing trust me, I know. Feet. I'm feeling usually really good, and then by 
gosh, by the by the third to last lap, it's like, oh man, I gotta really push myself. It it, it is awesome. It is, and I yeah. I've been around. You know, I mean, my whole pro career, I always loved to do the local race wherever yeah. I was at, and I, I made it a point to try to do that. Yeah. And I gotta say, we have one of the best series in in the country. You know, it, there's people that come that come here to visit that are cyclists that come out to, to either race or participate. Yeah. It's well known everywhere. And it's kind of this amazing tradition. Yeah, it is. You know? And it, it seems to have attracted more people uh, that don't necessarily cycle, but cycle and they don't race, but they just love being part yeah. of it. I mean, I, you hear a lot of stories like people that just start racing they they talk about you know seward park they yeah. they heard about this race so then they went it and watched mm -hmm. and if i tell you if you watch it at seward park you're hooked yeah well when you race in it oh. you're hooked man. yeah because it's it's fun and it takes something i'll tell you i this was my first year racing it and uh i've watched it admired for the last few years you said this to me at one of the last podcasts that there's something when you put that number on you it there's a certain reverence yeah, and and a respect that you have when you put that number on and you race because let me tell you, brothers and sisters, <laughs> that there's ten thousand people that cycle in the, in this area. There's a very very small percentage of those of us that race and ride at that intensity. Now there's many that have in the past, but they quit doing it. It's a very small percentage. I don't want to say elite because I'm not. I don't believe in elite behavior but i'm think you feel like you're part of a very special group of people that love cycling at a level that's different than than how most people approach it and i think there's a, something about racing that brings out something that teaches us something that we don't get in other areas of our oh, life oh yeah i mean competition is the top level of any yeah. sport you know you think about it you could like horses yeah but if you race horses i mean that's a small elite group it is yeah I mean, and bike racing is the same, right? It is. You, there's tons of people that, you know, ride their bike. Yeah. But there's not a lot that Thousands. actually race their bike. No, and, and I, I'm here to tell you the one thing that I've learned and you've taught me, um, because I, I thought I rode hard, you know, and I did, and I rode a lot. But racing and training to race, it's a whole different thing in terms of the discipline, in terms of the demands on your body, in terms of what you have to know and the strategy. If you only race one time, do it just to kind of understand so that when you watch a race, you, you kind of know what's going on. You can look at it from a perspective of, of something that's done it versus it being conceptual. But the one thing that I learned about it, my gosh, there's so many layers. It's not what you think, what people think it is. It's a different mindset too. And, and yeah. you talked about pinning on your number that that's to this day, one of my yeah. favorite things to do. I take a lot of reverence in that. Like, yeah. you know, when I pin my number, I take my time and yeah. it's like a ritual, you know, and, and that, and that time is my transition from yeah. just normal to race mentality. Some riding to racing. Yeah. And yeah. you know, that, that pinning is what symbolizes that, yeah. you know, as you put that on, you know? Well, the thing is, is in, and again, you know, the podcast is about cycling. We, we talk about the transformational aspects and, and, and I know, that folks that choose to race, there's a reason they choose to race. Why do you think that is? Uh, well, I, I think it's, it's, it's always there. Um, but you have to be brave to race. And I, and I think it takes encouragement. Hardly anyone just shows up and starts racing, you know, unless their background is competition in some other sport. If, if you get, you get introduced to the sport, it's a step thing. You know, first you watch a race, you get interested, you know, you're like, you wonder about the tactics and the rules and, mm -hmm. and, uh, and then the players, and then you get good at the sport and then you consider competing in the sport. Yeah. What I love about Fount and, and racing in general is that everybody, everybody has something that they want to get out of it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, for somebody like me who, who's older, you know, I'm not in my prime. I, I got into the racing part of it late. I've been riding pretty serious for the last six years. But I, I find that what I learn about myself and the same stuff that comes up, the uh, the anxiety or the butterflies mm -hmm. or the or the fear or whatever, is the same stuff that comes up for me anytime I want to try something I haven't done or I'm out of my comfort zone. It could be in relationships it could be at work it could be whatever right. but it's the same feelings right it is and this is my experience when you actually are able to do it even though you have those feelings and you do it and then and then you've completed it 
It is the greatest feeling in the world. It is. I mean, bike racing is just, uh, it's practice for life. It's practice for life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's true. It, because life is kind of a, a ride or a race in, in a sense is that the mental aspect and, and and this is what we learned from you there's the physical right mm -hmm. but but if the mental if your mentals aren't dialed in oh yeah the physical the body's not going to respond you know oh yeah i mean it's funny i became such a better coach when i just started uh really speaking my mind like yeah. like in a race like what what am i thinking about right now right if i just tell my student you know like yeah. what i'm thinking it it makes sense, right? Like, yeah. and the funny thing is, sometimes I laugh to myself because there's like a million things going on. Like, I was looking at his eyes. I looked. I noticed that he moved his head. And, yeah. You know, he twitched to the right, so I went to the left. You know, like, they, they just everything's happening within a few seconds. Yeah. And just processing this, and every time you learn something, to add on to that, you know, flow chart that you mm. have, it, uh, it it becomes pretty special, you know. And then you realize, like, wow, I'm thinking of. 50 things in one second, you know, yeah. reacting to it. We've talked about that, like the amount of information that you are, you specifically rocket are able to process in a, in a, in a millisecond of time. Yeah. The, the thing is, it, I just got present to something when you were talking, I know why you win races besides just being really physically strong and also mental toughness. Mm -hmm. Here, here's what I just got present to you, your intelligence because in cycling, it, it, it's not about just being physically strong. It's not about just having the will and the mental toughness. You also have to be really intelligent and know what to do, when to do it at, at a certain time. You get that through experience. Right. It's because yeah. it's not the same every time either. You know, right. it's just like, like I said, he, he twitched to the right. So yeah. I went to the left, you know, it's like, yeah. or I went, I started my sprint early because I knew he was going to go, right. at, you know, at this point. So. Yeah, thanks. I mean, it really is. And, and that's why it's fun and interesting for me still. And that's why inspired and motivated yeah. to do it because I'm, I'm constantly still learning. This is what it sums up for me. And this is because you teach this, but this is what you do with yourself. So I'm going to say that I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to put something Let's out here that it. you put up to me. <laughs> jump high, jump as high as you can. Now, now jump higher. That's right. <laughs> ride as hard as you can. Now ride harder. Now ride harder. Ride yeah. as fast as you can. Now ride faster. Okay. It's and and you can take that mentality into into business into everything. You know and and that's what's so great about it. Um, that's what we. That's why we're doing this podcast is because. It's we get so much joy beyond the physical, mm -hmm. but then we also learn things. And, you know, it's great to have knowledge, but if you can't apply that knowledge, then it's just knowledge. Yeah. It, I mean, and then it's, it's, an, it's even a level after right. that, you know, it's like making everybody else around you better. It's easier to make yourself better. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, it's a task in itself, but yeah. But making people around you better, that's that's even more challenging. No, you elevate it. You give them instruction. And then you lead by example. And then if, and if something doesn't go right, you actually, well, what do you think happened? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, how do you think that went? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. you, you, you got to let, let the, them find the answer. You got to yeah. let the child touch a burner, you know, like right. it's hot. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, see, I told you it was hot. Have, you, have this Wolfie done that? Have you, like, <laughs> Not yet. He will. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it's true. I, I, I think the thing is, is, is it's all about self-discovery. It's all about you peel away a layer and, I think that's what makes this sport really special because, again, and we've shared this before, but it is an individual sport. So your your greatest adversary really is yourself, uh -huh. <laughs> and you know, and then and then it's in a team context. So because so your teammates are dealing with their own individual stuff, and then the opponents are dealing with their own individual stuff. You're dealing with your own individual stuff, yeah. But you work through all that. And everybody's dealing with the same stuff yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And so it, in your view, what do you think sets you apart or somebody like yourself or somebody that is really strong that wins races? What do you think sets them apart? I think it's I think it's just processing all these layers all at once. Yeah. Um, and the better you get better at it when you see things more. You know, when I was playing baseball, I remember I was in a little mini slump and my coach just had me take take pitches so mm. i just stood up there and i let the pitcher throw it and i just watched him <laughs> i wanted to swing yeah. but he's like no no just take like 50 pitches and wow. i just watched him watched him watched him and after i don't know maybe a dozen pitches yeah i started training to, yeah i mean i started to feel like i want to swing i can see where this ball's at you know i mean like 
And then, you know, I started swinging and it started cracking it. I think that's kind of stuck in my head my whole career as a coach and athlete mm. is, uh, you know, sometimes you got to step back and, and, and simplify the, you know, the problem. Yeah. Um, like deconstruct. What, yeah. Deconstruct it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I do that from everything from sprinting, to, yeah. you know, to attacking, to climbing, or, or even when I make a mistake, I'm like, okay, I made a mistake. Where yeah. did I go wrong? Like, right. Analyze yeah. it. Make the course correction. Yeah, yeah, and sometimes you can correct easily, and yep. sometimes you you retrain. You know, like figure yeah. something out. You got to just got to be faster. You know, you got to yeah. be stronger. Now, it's interesting because you you have an interesting profession because you do race and you love it. You do it because you love it. It yeah. ain't for the money. I mean, right. you do make some money, but you also have a business and you're mm-hmm. you coach. You you have uh, a training program, a huge club that just keeps growing every week. It seems like. What is it that you take? from what you learn in cycling and apply it to the success of your business. Because think about it, like you're running a business, yeah. right? There's performance in business. Sure. If you don't do certain things... You can't the do business, it again. Right. And and so in, in some sense, you're up against that unknown. Right. Or, you know, in your case, you didn't go work for somebody else. You, yeah. you created it yourself. And so it's all on you. And so you have to make it happen. And you're up against certain things. Mm-hmm. So... In racing, it's very similar. How do you find that the things that you're up against in racing helps you deal with the challenges that you have, let's say, in business, in the business you run with Fount, let's say? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've taken um, things I've learned in from athletics and directly applied it to business, you know. Yeah. You got to look at the big picture, too. Right. You know, to win the race, you can't just, you know, sprint. You got to you gotta right. set it up. You know, you got to set the sprint up. Yeah. And um, I think that's important in businesses to like, okay, let's, let's show you this concept. Be strategic. And then let's build it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like um, even, I mean, from coaching, right? You right. Can, you don't start coaching a hundred people. You no. Know? You, you know, you, you start coaching one. You right. Know? And then two. And it grows, you know, and, and generally if you're successful, I mean, the track record alone, you know, your athletes speak for you. You know, mm. when, when your athletes go out there and they, sure. and they, and they win like you do, I mean, and then all of a sudden you set this trend and then everybody yeah. sees it and they're like, I went in on that, yeah. you know, and they yeah. get in on that and this grows and, and, uh, I've just had a really good success rate. And I think, yeah, you have. I think that is, uh, just because I, I'm so invested in it, you know, I yeah. mean, this is what I do. I, just, I love it's what doing you do. It. Yeah. No, it's great. Like you didn't leave yourself a, a back door. You didn't leave yourself a safety net. This is like this is what I'm going to do. All in. And so it's like yeah. it's I'm all in. It's yeah. like I, I, like it's going to happen because like it has to. Yeah I, yeah, I remember the day way back in my yeah. you know pro racing career where it was I had to make that decision. Like, yeah. And and I and I remember saying that I'm all in. Like okay, I'm doing this. That's it. Yeah. And I remember you know at at some point in the middle of my career, I was like I started thinking about like what I was going to do after. Mm. Um, and you know, coaching was a natural thing for me, you know, yeah. so I started like brushing up on that already before I was done racing mm. and I guess I've never stopped racing. No, you haven't. Yeah. I was just going to say like, <laughs> that's interesting because it's yeah. like, no, you've, you're still a racer and you love coaching, but you're still able to race. So you just keep doing it. But, yeah. But you've, I, I think for your style, it works. Yeah. I guess I'm a part-time pro, you know, like you're a player I, I, coach. Yeah. <laughs> player coach. Like player Lenny coach. Wilkins. Yeah. Pete Rose. Yeah. 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 I could be a coach and a player and actually show my student things in real time. Like just follow me and watch, you know, because sometimes that's the most valuable thing is like those intangibles that are hard to really teach, yeah. you know, on paper, you know, or talking to somebody, but you could show them. Well, I'm a visual learner myself. Yeah. Like I learned, I got to be good in sports by watching yeah. versus reading it in a book. Yeah, and I mean, most good athletes are yeah. are like that. You just show them a couple times, and they'll figure it out. Yeah, you know. But if you you know if you try to explain it in words, it's 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 not as easy. Yeah, or like for me, if I see it visually first, and then you explain it, then it then it makes sense because right. then I have well, something. You have that visual- background, yeah. Right, because then you can when you're explaining it to me, I'm visually seeing it mm-hmm. as you explain it. That, that's why you're a good uh, co-host for this podcast because <laughs> you're a great storyteller. And then when you when you coach us and when you give us instruction, you kind of paint pictures using your words. Right. Yeah. Right. That's good. That's good. So it's been quite a year, it to has. say the least. Yeah. It's been really successful. I'm yeah. I'm proud of this year. You know, like you said, I don't talk about myself very much. No. But we we do, we let you do it here though. I, yeah. I won Gravel Worlds as well. That's per, that's yeah. right. See, yeah. the thing is, folks, if we didn't have this podcast, we wouldn't know because Rocket doesn't usually talk about this stuff other people will but he does and he just loves doing it 
And so it's kind of fun to, to to get to brag on you a little bit because you deserve it, man. You put in the work. Ah, thanks. And yeah, no, it's fun. It, it's nice to get a little recognition, especially when you've done the work. But I don't. I know it's. I think. I think. I don't know you, what what it is like. Your reward, like even if nobody talked about it, you you inside oh, yeah. your heart, you're happy. It feels good. And you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and a lot of those wins too. It's just like, I just like being that last cog on the team too. Mm-hmm. You know, like. I really enjoy it when when the team nails the lead out or something for me, yeah. and, and then I come through and do my job at the end. Right, too. you know, it's just like their job was just important. It was just different. Yeah. You know? So and you know, being you know the player coach too. Yeah. It's like that's something we always strive to do. Is like I I put pressure on my guys. Yeah. To to do something, and at the same time, the pressure's on me to you know to come through. Yeah. Again, this is a podcast about cycling health, music, art, and transformation. And what we learn in cycling, we bring into other areas of our life. What would be the biggest thing that you've learned in the last six months about you? Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm asking you about you. Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Yeah. I have a lot of confidence in myself. And, you know, like coming back from injuries or, you know, when I have a specific goal, I, I have a lot of, I, I really feel like I can do it. I don't just say that. You know, it's just I don't mince words. I I, I really go for it. I think these last few months have have really made me think that how how little these hurdles really are. Like mm. there's 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 some things that really could, you know, really stop you. But you know, injuries. If you think about it, you know, it's like eight weeks to heal a bone or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's, that's nothing. And if you stay positive, it's not a big deal. I mean, and you don't have to change your whole mm. strategy on life or goals for your year even you can just continue on. You know, like I said, like when I was in the hospital, I was pretty down that first day. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can't go to us pro. Cause I was, it was a big thing for our right. team and for our riders. And the next day I was like, I could do it, mm. you know? And, and I really, I wasn't just saying that. I felt like I can do it. I could be there. I, I really believe in that, that you can do whatever you want. Really. You don't have to change your strategy. Yeah. And, and so many people, I use an injury or a, a hurdle in life to cop out. Yeah. Um, it's easy to do and it's accepted, you know, like, cause it's the norm. I don't buy it. What I'm hearing you say is that you have a really strong commitment and right. passion and that that drives everything. Yeah. Well said. And so you presence that and you keep that in the forefront and then you have your support system, your team, your club, your wife, your friends. Yeah. And then you create the structure to fulfill on what it is you're committed to. Yeah, I guess it boils down to staying positive. You know, if you if you just keep stay positive, you know, and and, and don't just say it. You got to believe. It. You got to be it. Yes. No, it's it's true. I mean, it's you just simplified. You just stripped it down. The most fundamental being positive. That's not always easy. No. It takes work sometimes, but you still got to be positive. That's right. I mean, I had a lot of shit happen to me this year. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I it really hasn't mi- I, mi- I haven't missed a, a stride. You know, the, yeah. those things were temporary setback. Mm. Well, there it is, man. I mean, we're always going to, in life, we're going to have things that set us back. We're going to have things that, that we don't expect. We're going to have people that get sick. We're going to have COVID-19. We may have, we may lose friends, whatever. Things happen. You know, control's an illusion. As much as we want to control everything, control's an illusion. We don't have as much control as we think we do. However, where we do have control and where our true power lies is the power and choice and the power to choose how we're going to deal with our circumstances. Love it. This is Apollo Control at 102 hours into the flight of Apollo 11. It's grown quite quiet here at Mission Control. A few moments ago, Flight Director Gene Kranz requested that everyone sit down, get prepared for events that are coming. And he closed with they remark, good luck to all of you. Twelve minutes now until ignition for power descent. Everything's still looking very good at this point. Okay, all flight controllers gonna go for power descent. Retro, go. Fido, go. Guide, go. Control, go. Telcom, go. GNC, go. Ecom, go. Surgeon, go. 
Capcom or go for power decent. We're off to a good start. Play it cool. I'm going around the horn. Okay, retro. Go. Fido. Go. Guide. Go. Control. Go. Falcom. Go. Ginsey. Go. Econ. Go. Surgeon. Go. Retro. Go. Fido. Go. Guide. Go. Control. Go. Falcom. Go. Ginsey. Go. Econ. Go. Surgeon. Go. Capcom, we're go for landing. Okay, everybody, let's hang tight and look for landing radar. 75 feet, down a half. 2015 release, The Race for Space. That was public service broadcasting and a track called Go, which I thought was perfectly apropos given my co-host is David the Rocket Richter. And our next guest is Chad Nichols from Launchpad Cycling. We caught up with Chad to talk about the race season and what he's got cooking for 2022. Here is our conversation with Chad Nichols from Launchpad Cycling right now. Right on. All right. We got Chad Nichols via Skype talking from his car somewhere in the Pacific Truck. Northwest. Where are you? In Kingston, Washington. Ah. And it's quiet and beautiful. Is this the Launchpad truck? <laughs> no, we, we did recently get a, a, a van, or I got a van to use for team stuff. But, oh, cool. Or work stuff, I guess. But uh, no, nah, this is the, the truck that made it obvious we had to get a van. Awesome. The reason we wanted to have you on the show today is because we're kicking off um, a year of, of this podcast. And Rock and I were mm. kind of talking about, you know, last year and the fact that we got to race. And one of the highlights for us, I think the biggest highlight was Seward Park this year mm. because we didn't get to do it last year. You know, we've all been dealing with COVID and that this year mm. it was just a little extra special and, and a little bit magical because of that. And we're going to talk about that. But um, I want to talk a little bit about Launchpad Cycling. And Rocket has some questions he wants to ask you. And, and you guys can talk a little bit about your history because both of you have been around the cycling community for quite a few years. Both of you are doing amazing things in the community with your various clubs. You with Launchpad, us with Fount. Uh. And I think it's just really having some really great clubs that are really engaged like yourself. You do some amazing videos, which we'll make sure that we post the links to those. Um, but I think it really generates a lot of excitement um, in the cycling community. So that's kind of what we want to talk to you about. 
That's yeah, I was awesome. talking. I was talking to Greg before the show. I was like, I know I've known Chad a long time because I remember one of my first conversations with him was about uh, me using a power tap, and you were like, "Wow, what's that? Like, <laughs> how do you use that?" <laughs> That's so, cool. so I know it was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we've been racing together. Uh, Chad was on uh, a couple of the local teams, uh, and then got got into uh, a bigger team, you know, Hoggins Berman. And uh, that's when you really started to come up. And then uh, uh, I started racing. I went from mountain to road and and uh, kind of hit the road when I was racing professionally. And then I didn't see Chad for a while. And I think Chad kind of left the sport for a few years. Right, Chad? A decade, man. A decade. Wow. <laughs> we were both gone that, for a decade. That's a long time. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. So what would you do in that decade? Oh, wow. <laughs> well, first, I, yeah. Hey, uh, just, just, just to... Uh, Shout out to Power Tap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was probably like 20 years ago. I Dude, think. it was a long time because yeah. it was like a newfangled thing. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my first memory of you is, uh, remember, uh, Jeremy Bader mm, and you yeah. kind of, you know, managing Recycled Cycles, which mm-hmm. was like the cool shop in town. Yeah. And I had just started racing and, uh, and I was probably like 18 or 19. And both of you were cat ones. And I was like, how did you do that? It seemed so far away. <laughs> what made you leave racing? Hey, good questions. Yeah. What made me leave racing? I, you know, it was a, it was a, it was a series of unfolding things, but, uh, I did never really leave racing, obviously, but I did take like a purposeful break. I'd been an athlete since I was a kid, you yeah. know, a tiny kid. And yeah. I did a different sport, canoe racing. So I just been training since I was a kid and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I just needed to like try what it was. My, my idea was to try to be a regular person and see what that was like. Right. And it sucked. So you, yeah, you, 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 you don't really walk away. You just kind of left racing, competitive racing for a bit. I just uh-huh. had to have some like healing occur, I guess. Right. And some like wound almost that, I, that anyway, I, I, it's hard to explain, but but I think people probably know what I'm talking about right. for themselves. Like one day, innocently enough, it began again and it was time. And I just like followed it. And here I am today talking to you. That's awesome. I mean, yeah. when, when I see someone that's been away from cycling for a while and then you see their face again, it's yeah. it's, it's like seeing, yes. literally like yeah. seeing an old friend, you know, it's great. Dude. And we all have something in common. You know, that's mm-hmm. what we, I see too. Like Greg's got it. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, we just recognize it. And I think when I was away, I really learned that. And I learned that like, uh, no matter what color of kit or otherwise we have on, like we all have something really important to me in common. Right. And I, I think your perspective on competition and teams and cycling has changed over the years as well. Right. I mean, I can see it. I mean, like, I love that how inviting you are. And I feel like, um, from an outsider, Launchpad is very uh, welcoming. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, sometimes cycling can be considered, you know, a, an elitist sport. Um, well, because the bikes cost so much, you know, and Dude. everybody, yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. works really hard and, you know, they're very competitive and there's a, there's a lot of things to make it seem elite, elitist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're doing it. You're, you're doing a great job of making it seem welcome. Yeah. Very inclusive. I gotta, I gotta tell you something, Rocket. You touched on something. Um, when I the first time I came out to Seward and I was wearing my foul kit, I, I, I forgot to bring fuel, and uh-huh. I needed an energy bar. And I went over to the launch pad. I said, "Hey, man, can I buy, you know, one of these? I don't know. You had some energy bars, and you just shout out, man, you kind, can... kind nutrition. Or <laughs> yeah, for kind. But I'm saying, like, just no. You can have it. You know, here, have one here, and then and then I think you had some water there. And then the other thing, I got to tell you this, Rock. I don't know if you know this, but there was a few crashes at Seward this year. Uh-huh. Launchpad always let us use their first aid kit. Nice. I need to get uh, us our own first aid kit. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember also this year, I remember one time showing up to launch or to uh, Seward Park and uh, having the tent and the van, and um, I had Wolfie, and I was trying to get there early before everybody and. I had right. my hands full, and and uh, the launch pad guys uh, looked over and they said, "This guy needs a hand." <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I yeah. didn't even have to ask. You guys came yeah. over and started helping. It was an honor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
No, it's, yeah. it's really cool. Rocket and I were talking about this earlier, but you know, obviously, you know, we're there racing and everybody's there to compete. M most of us aren't competing against ourselves, you know, but but right. we have our respective clubs and teams, and we're going head to head. And in the heat of competition, it can get intense, right? But what I love, and, and I remember this, I don't know if you remember this, Chad, but it was, I think it was in July. I was going home, getting ready to ride home, and I saw you and some of the guys come over um, to Fountain and just hang out and have a beer afterwards and, and just <laughs> have some laughs. And, you know, just that made, that made my heart really warm because to me, that's kind of the whole spirit of what right. it's all about and the spirit of competition and the spirit of, of Seward Park. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, y'all are just having a good time too, really. Yeah. Well, that thanks. I mean, that's, yeah. that's why we're doing it, you know, and I think you guys are having a good time too. I want to hear how Launchpad became Launchpad. You, yeah. you were gone. You're, you're away from the sport for a decade. You decided it's time to come back. Uh, what, what, was there one thing that, that really sparked that, that uh, emotion to it's time to come back? Huh? Wow. And your thing is, is, thank you. The thing is, like a spark, it has to like keep reigniting. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like whatever it is, it's got to be. It's it's not like a. It's like even a light. You know, it's not. It doesn't just stay on. It's like it's like continuously re-upped. Right. And to, to have that flame burn, and so. And when yeah. you did come back, was it more as uh, like okay, I'm going to come back and start racing again, or I want to start a team, or. What was you know the what? Motivation? I got it. Yeah. Okay. I can't really speak to the source. It's honestly, mm -hmm. it's like, it's just coming through me. Right. right. And the moment I realized I had something and it was time to go with it is, mm -hmm. and I should just follow it was I was, uh, kicking it with Joe Holmes. Yeah. Right. Shout out to Joe Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Holmesy. I owed him money. <laughs> for a, for a frame a Siegler frame that he'd like sold me cheap uh -huh. and uh uh yeah I just like when I left man I was kind of a wreck like all that time trying to be the best bike racer I could be and yeah. trying to be trying to be a pro and mm -hmm. it was you know it's yeah it's it was a hard path but um owed Joe some money mm -hmm. got get got together to 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 pay him off I was just kind of paying off all my debts at that point in my life and upon having that like that weight lifted i happened to be at his crib and i don't know if you've been to joe holmes's place but it's dialed and for, it's like a bike racer's dream oh dialed. yeah yeah it is and for sure and so i i just saw it and i was like i i was like wait i speak this language too <laughs> and i was like this is i've been speaking that language of athlete like 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 in joe is like i just was in, i was just reminded of something that i knew and through joe i saw how valuable it was mm -hmm. and powerful it could be and i started like wielding it in a way and and upon showing up to seward man the first time i came back to seward after a decade away i was disappointed mm -hmm. the racing was awesome but like the spirit was like lagging yeah and i was like if i'm gonna be here like every thursday for a bit like let's let's see what we can do mm -hmm. and so i just kind of leveraged off of what was going on and the, the beauty of this conversation is like you and your crew were you know at that time it was metier mm -hmm. and uh i guess a year before found yeah right and uh, it was like oh you actually crashed at the start of the season oh that's anyway. when i broke my neck and yeah yeah yeah, yeah we yeah. talked about that on a previous episode <laughs> i'd like to hear that i gotta go back <laughs> yeah you yeah, can yeah, definitely go check the back uh, catalog yeah. yeah it was a horrible way to start the year but yeah David, if you're good at anything, man, you're good at recovering from <laughs> adversity. We talked yeah. about that on another episode. Cool. Um, but uh, Teddy and Will just, like, reigned supreme. Uh -huh. It was incredible. They became a team, a unit. Anyway, that was my introduction to your crew. And then when you came back, David, you were just like, it was, I saw the package. And, like, so much is coming up around you. And so I just was kind of like, how are we going to beat that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've gotten to work, you know, and, and the fun thing is like playing with, uh, with what, what, what just to call it out, what fount is to me right? is like, you know, a beautiful dance and, uh, yeah. And sweet. Yeah. Well, that's, if it that's makes sense. Great. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I feel like that's the ultimate in competition is when you're, when you're inspired by a rival, I wouldn't right. even call it a rival. 
It's not a rivalry. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it when you were inspired yeah. by your competition. Dude, you know? our sport is so complex, you know, with that twist to it. Like, like to succeed, we got to work together. And then also at the at the moment, you know, we got it to the death. You know, like one of us has got to get each other, you know, but, <laughs> but to play again and again and again, you know. That's right. So you you, you started the, the squad kind of from well, scratch, Galen, right? Yeah. You and Galen. Uh, Galen, and... Galen wants a shout out for sure. For sure. Galen. <laughs> Galen's going to get a shout out. <laughs> what's what's more to say? Uh, Apex, North Star, uh, Breakfast, like this last season, there is like taco time. You know, there's all these clubs just like doing what we start, not what we started, but like. No, what, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Others are joining into the dance and making sure. it their own. A couple of years ago before COVID said that we were hitting record. We hit a record number for the first race, the 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 A race, I think at 530. Uh-huh. Two years ago, and then COVID hit. And Greg, like respect to COVID, I think the scene would be even bigger if it wasn't for COVID. Like yeah, I know we're coming sure. back, but we picked up where we were left off. And I agree. Uh, David claim, David claims that uh, this last year was like records for everything, and not as many races either. But it was still great. Yeah, but, yeah. Seward was 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 a scene, and you know it's it's kind of seeing what the potential is, and it's it's exciting. Yeah, and I feel like you've brought a lot of uh, fresh blood into the sport too, into the peloton. Huh, dude. Um, yeah, that's yeah, probably it, a podcast, it, right? That's got to be like four podcasts from Fout. You know? Totally. Shout out well, to well yeah, team. that's what we do. Yeah. I mean, that's what we specialize in. You know, like I talk to Greg about this all the time. You know, if you really want a good team, you gotta like, you gotta start the team. You know, you gotta yeah. like, you know, show right. it how to play, show the etiquette. You know, right from the beginning. Right. So, so we hope right. that it just keeps getting better and better. What would be the possibility of me joining Fount? <laughs> You're course, in, bro. You just got to sign really? up. You can do oh, it online. <laughs> okay. So I don't want to freak you out, but yeah, I've been wanting to do that for years. Like, what's that? Come on now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. You're in. Cool. Uh, cool. Are love, you serious? I well, I just love, I see like your, uh, so much of like what I have been a part of building, like the inspiration is the structure that I have seen from a distance and mostly like secondhand and going to your website once upon a time, like seeing like how, how y'all are bringing it together and building culture. And like, it's not about winning and you right. have the fastest bikes. I mean, you got three T is killing it, but <laughs> yeah, but no, it's like, it's a culture. It is. It is. Yeah. And, and, but I feel like you brought a lot of culture yourself too, like your yeah. squad and, Sure. One of my favorite things at Seward Park that we've never had at Seward Park are the beats. Oh yeah, man! Oh, you yeah. brought the beats. The beats. <laughs> it is funny, honestly. It is. Yeah. That created the magic, man. Oh man, people! I mean, people just cool. could be walking Thanks. through the park, and you know, you hear the beats, and something's yeah. happening. You know. Yeah. We gotta get bigger speakers. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, I gotta, I gotta ask you, man, because what I love, you know, your whole philosophy is learn, share, grow, and that's kind of the fount philosophy as well. Because like we're all, we all want different things out of the sport. I mean, I'm 61; I just turned 61. What I want out of cycling may be different than when somebody else wants out of cycling. But the great thing is, we can all get whatever we want out of it. And you know, I see fount and and even launchpad, but fount in particular for me, it's a training program, but it's a it's a club, it's a community, it's about really a space where we can really push ourselves and be the best versions of ourselves, not only in cycling but in every area of our life, and that's what I think for me, Rocket, it's really powerful. Um, I want to talk about Seward for a second because, like Rocket was talking about the beats and the whole spirit. Chad, this year was a little extra special. And yes, there was a lot of momentum going from the year before, and then it kind of stopped. But then we came back, and it was like, you know, 18 months, almost two years that many of us had not seen mm. each other. What was that first night in July of this year, <laughs> 2021? What was that like for you and Rocket? I want to also get your thoughts on that. Huh. You remember I made that video? And like, yeah. it was a quick little like YouTube or a. Uh... Instagram, you know, you like, you like almost cry or you were, I was crying. Interview, Greg. Yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. I was yeah. moved by the moment. Yeah. Huh? God, that day was magic. Yeah. It, it was, it's hard to describe, you know, it's hard to put into words, but yeah, I think, I, my, I, you yeah. know, it's like not racing it for a year, you know, so it really been what a year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half at least. Yeah. At least it was not having that. And then having it, it's like all the hard work, you know, and mm. everything is, is sort of like 
that's the day that you you really relish it. You're like, this is why we do this. This is like social night is back, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you, when I rode up, because I was ready to race. I didn't get to race last year, and I, I was racing this year. And when I rode up the hill, you know how you ride up the hill, and then yep. every it's, it's kind of quiet, and then you get up, and then you see all the riders, and you and then you heard the beats, the music, and then you saw the tents, and I saw a rocket riding around <laughs> the parking lot. You know, he was there early. Huh. We had the fount tent, the fount truck, and there was yeah. and there was just something about it that was like, we're back. And huh. We like I'm seeing people I haven't literally seen in almost two years, and 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 I realized how special what we had was. And the other thing I noticed was there was a lot of people out there watching. That I I mean we had big crowds out watching and cheering and for all the races, and that was something I was really present to. Yeah, I think where the scene is going, I think that we have a beautiful thing coming together, and and what's possible is evident. And uh, I definitely have some ideas and projects I'm working hard on for next for the coming season that will further help us celebrate what we're doing and why. That's awesome. And, and yeah, I think it's I think what's coming is cool. And cool. Can you back, give us a clue? Yeah, give us a clue. What's up? Um, Pacific Raceways. Just just what I'm learning is that we're rare to come by in this sport. Yeah. It, it yeah. And so people are anxious to work together. That's great. And. And if you can begin to connect the cycles of like, you know, marketing and industry and value and culture and community and um, well, values again yep. and sport and and battle and competition and collaboration, mm-hmm. like, so so I'm just like yeah I'm connecting, yeah like Seward was on purpose yeah Seward did. For me, I, I committed to showing up. Like I missed a couple, but I organized people to be there when I wasn't there, and I right. just committed to like getting there. Like I was the first one there and last one to leave most Thursday yeah. for the last few years. Yep. So, uh, and that was a you know that was a day well spent. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, it takes it takes some, minds yeah. like yours, you know, um, and teams like yours and ours, and to to grow the sport. And I feel like we really do need to grow it. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it needs yeah. and and looking at what you know other sports do other businesses do is super important and I, f- I feel like mo- most people do have the blinders on and they don't do that yeah they're kind of they're not seeing the bigger picture yeah. you know yeah. I mean that's why we have you on today Chad is because we're that's what we're about and just bringing people together and connecting people because you connect the right people together and magic can happen big things can happen 100% yeah yeah that's essentially all I'm really doing I mean it's like like I'm just following. It's almost like what we're, whatever we're tuned into is like a, a rhythm or a, a vibe or a, like a song again, like a dance. And I'm just like listening to the rhythm. And the, yeah. the truth is these are really challenging. These have been very challenging times for me to, to be an organizer of people. Yeah. What and, What is it that, that motivates you yeah. to, to keep doing this and to be inspired by it? Is it, is yeah. it winning a race <laughs> that motivates you or is it getting a new member yeah, yeah. that motivates you or is it? You know, just setting up at Seward Park and watching people smile. Right. What is it? I wish I could tell you. It's like it's like again, Joe Holmes has like he's he relates where it's he 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 calls it an addiction. Yeah. But yeah, but for some reason it's just like this is the it's a version of what I was put here to do. So and it's I can't it's is it. it a sum of everything, you know, like Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It's kinda yeah. like Yeah. In some ways like you use cycling as a platform. Yeah, I guess so. Like I said that yeah. day, I was in again Joe's spot, and I was like, I know this language. Like, like wh- whoever our people are, I speak to them, and I am them. And and that's kicking my butt is that oop is I find out more what that means. Like the idea of being all inclusive. Yeah. Like really, if you really really hold that, that is that's it's a big thing. It's I and like you said at the start of this conversation, the uh, exclusivity of our sport and of our culture mm-hmm. and. But our sport is pretty interesting because it has been so inaccessible. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That's another conversation. Like, But ultimately, it's just listening. And I'm, like, hearing the vibe and, like, like, like following, following the dance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just have that ability to hear it and listen and, and, and express it through, you know, my, my athletics and my art. 
I, I relate to that myself because I, I consider myself an, uh, an artist athlete. I'm working on a film, as you know, right. and then we do this podcast. But see, I look at right. Rocket. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And But you know what, Chad and, and Rocket, you, you agree with me on this because we've talked about this. But, you know, cycling in itself is an amazing, beautiful art form. And I think it's a great platform to create from because it's so aesthetic. Um, and then there's the functionality in the aesthetic. And so if you're an artist and you're a cyclist as an athlete, they actually just coexist and mesh really well. Hmm. I think we just established hmm. that cycling is art. Cycling hmm. is art and it's a sport and huh. it's a hobby and it's, a, it's so much. I can it's just whatever watch it. you I want just, it to be. I can just, yeah, I can just watch a pedal stroke and it is all those things. Totally. Yeah. It's something about it. I, I, yeah. And so that's what, I don't know what it, it goes beyond that too for me, but, but I don't really know where, but whatever it is, whatever the art form of cycling is, uh, I was, I, it also as a sports has, and that's really what I'm into is the, is the teamwork and the collaboration and that, that, that healthy competition. Brings and in how, a, yeah. It brings vital. in a whole new element for sure. The team. Yeah. The game. It's like, we mm -hmm. have a, we have, yeah, it's, it's just like it, the, the bike is great. You know, the pedal stroke is fine. I think it's beautiful. And it, but, but the, but the, but, the, but referencing racing is the point for me. And from there, we, we begin to have like a complex language of like, how, how can I so admire my competition and want to take them down simultaneously? Right, right. Yeah. So it's a, it goes to a deep place for me. Yeah. That's cool. And you got it too. You know, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know man. why I didn't talk, you know why I let you have that wheel in the last Seward Park and you like, you know, you, you run that stuff. Your whole, cause, cause your team had just all day long, but I also, yeah. I didn't have it when I have it, I'll go for it. And when I don't, man, like respect. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's pretty rare. And that's why I think I talked to you after the race about that too. You know, like yeah. these are the, those are the things that I noticed. I mean, don't, they don't think that they ever go unnoticed you know it's like right. it's it's really cool to have that camaraderie right don't you love that though we're paying attention the whole time and yeah it's always yeah. affecting our racing yeah yeah cool hyper focused well you yeah. talked about you know just kind of listening and figuring out the space was and figuring out mm. things as you go along you know it's like cycling sometimes you just gotta pedal and you start pedaling and you never know how fast you're gonna go or where it's going to lead you, but you know, wherever it does, it's going to be pretty awesome. Yeah. Chad, I want to thank you for being on, man. I just love this conversation. We're going to definitely have you back on again, you know, once we get into the season and catch up with mm. what's going on with Launchpad. But I, I, what an amazing conversation. It was really cool to hear you and Rocket, who I consider you guys are, you know, each other and, and, and kind of colleagues and um, great to hear both of your perspectives on the sport and share your experiences and, and your own personal history together. So thanks for coming on, man. Yeah. Thanks, Chad. Yeah. I just did the math really quickly. 23 years, 23 wow. years, bro. Some, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Tw and, and a Let's lot more ahead, my brother, a yeah. lot more ahead. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. See you out there. Yeah. We'll All right, see, man. You, we'll out see there. you out there. All right. All right. Thanks, Chad. Bye. Well, there it is, episode number eight in the books. We want to thank our guest, Chad Nichols from Launchpad Cycling, for being on the show today. I want to thank Rocket for being who he is. He had to take off because he has to pick up Wolfie, take him on a ride. Most of all, we want to thank you for riding with us because without you, we're just two guys sitting in a room talking to ourselves and it's fun, but it's a lot more fun with you. So until next time, peace, love, cycling, health, music, art, and transformation. This is we Ride Why Radio.
Ride Y Radio. Thank you for riding with us. <laughs>